Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. How are we doing today, guys? If I was doing any better, I'd have to hire somebody to help me enjoy it. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Thank you so much for, like, just getting us started on that. It's like... No worries. There's, there's no better way to do it. Um, Thanks. Audience, we are talking about the Ghostbusters today. Isn't that great? We are mainly talking about it because of how much of a classic this franchise is. You know, it's like one of those 80s summer movies that just is like a it's just a blockbuster pun intended you know everybody loves it who's seen it i think and it's just a automatic classic it's iconic you know everybody should see it at least once in your lifetime what are, what are your connections to the ghostbusters Ooh, wow okay uh joe why don't you start well i first watched ghostbusters when my dad introduced it to me like in that classic um, 80s action movies alongside Empire Strikes Back and Die Hard and whatnot. Oh, man. Okay. But Ghostbusters was just really, really funny. And even as even now, I think the humor still stands. Uh-huh. So it's like... And it's just... It's always had a great, you know, place in my mind. Like, And it's of such a pure memory, I don't want it to see... I don't want to see it ruined. You know, I totally understand. You know, it's um, I have a similar story where um, I was like nine, maybe ten, right? And my stepfather was like, was at a point where like, okay, I need to have a talk with you, son. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Have you seen this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, including Ghostbusters? And I'm like, nope, never heard of them. And he says to himself. I have failed you as a father. So, to make up for all that, we had a whole marathon of watching the original two. And, you know, just throughout the same day, and I immediately fell in love with this whole universe, you know? One thing I love about... um the the concept i guess of this ghostbuster is it's not supposed to be a scary movie when you think of a ghost you know you think maybe poltergeist or or uh the exorcist or whatever right but this this took like a funnier more lighthearted tone thanks to the brilliant writing of dan Aykroyd and the late harold ramus you know um we we got this whole mixture of charming funny uh sarcastic uh new type of thing you know that hasn't really been done before and that's just something that's always sticks with me what about you avalon i think for me i've always had a connection to the supernatural like i love that type of stuff i love horror movies and especially 80s blockbusters so for me like by default of course i would love ghostbusters i mean it's just up there with like the Goonies and the Back to the Future trilogy and so many other lovable movies that have aged so well and is such a pivotal part of pop culture. It was very important to the genre 
because I feel like if there wasn't a Ghostbusters, all of the like, the action movies would take themselves way too seriously. Oh. Oh, certainly. Oh, man. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't think I was going to bring this up five minutes into the episode, but <laughs> um, I'm going to relate that of what you just said to the 2016 Ghostbusters movie, you know, with the original. Like, I just want to get this out of the way. The 2016 movie takes itself way too seriously while also trying to be uh, weird about it, you know? Compared, compared to the original, there's like a seamless transition to like, oh, this is happening. We are seeing Ghost, you know? Oh, Egon already made uh, the proton packs and stuff. Oh, okay, cool. In the 2016 one, no, everything needed a reason. Everything felt forced. I think with that, though, is that um, back then in the 80s, that was a formulaic time in cinema. I mean, not formulaic, uh, experimental. It was an experimental time of cinema. And then by the time that we get into the 2000s, we've already developed a formula. So then it becomes a cliche. And that's really what the 2016 movie was, was one big uh, dumpster fire of cliches. Dumpster fire. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I do appreciate uh, for the original two. I still think the second movie is, is good regardless of being like a sequel and sequels are known for not being great as the first, which is true. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do appreciate is, you know, these are not teenagers who are uh, angsty and and how are full of emotions and you know it's not like it's not that type of cliche like with a lot of media like for superheroes you know it's always a teenager who gets the powers and are dealing with the struggles no these are four mi- uh middle-aged men si- three of them scientists and one of them who just got there to get a job you know like they're just doing this and are treating it as a job like nothing more almost nothing less does that make sense? Like, it brings it down yeah. to a humanitarian level, I guess. It was the 80s tone of um, the working man, the, like, the government and the EPA and all those organizations. They're going to get out. They're out to get the working man. Oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Kind of the whole rhetoric of the 80s. Yeah. And that kind of movie doesn't... I don't think making it now would make that much sense. Oh, how, how so? Well, the 2016 movie was not a Ghostbusters movie. It was more. It was. It would have been a. It would have been an all right superhero movie, mm-hmm. but not a good Ghostbusters movie. Okay. And it, it's just not funny. I'm just gonna be honest. The 2016 Ghostbusters is not funny. I think that it had its funny moments, but I think that a lot of it was forced humor because, as I said before, like it is very formulaic. So it becomes predictable after a while. Like they have like, you know, the dumb intern cliche. And it. I know that it's kind of trying to turn um, gender stereotypes on its head by giving uh, an all-female cast. But I think that in a way, um, it was also kind of still throwing in gender stereotypes, even though they were trying to demote them, if that makes any sense. Okay, yeah. I, I totally don't care that the Ghostbusters are female or male. Like, hey, that's cool. 
women can do it too. Yeah, sure. Do, whatever, you know? That's mm-hmm. great. I'm not against it at all. It's great, you know? But if you don't... How do I say this? If you don't make a good movie, then all that doesn't really matter, you know? Again, the, the plot of that movie felt forced. Everything was forced. Like, there was... The, the Easter eggs, the, the cameos, and all that stuff were super fun, super cool, you know? There was, like, mm-hmm. a Dan... Uh, Dan Ankroyd was there. He said, like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. There was a Harold Ramis bust early on in the movies, which was so good. But, okay, my my big problem... I'm, like, going all over the place. I'm sorry. But the story for 2016 is, like, this dude got bullied when he was a kid so he is gonna unleash ghost and destroy the world and recreate it in his own image or something okay haven't heard that before but in the original two like the, the source material they took actual lore of you know tobin's spirit guide like actual paranormal stuff that um has been talked about in the real world and they brought that to light um, and, and they like actually expanded the pond it, you know, and, and you know, there's like some real things going on, you know, there's some weight. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Speaking of modern movies, though, there is a new Ghostbusters coming out. Thoughts? What's it called? Ghostbusters colon afterlife. Okay. Which I'm excited for. Um, do we know what's it about? Like what's, what's the deal with it? It has, um, Stranger Things vibes. Is that the show? It's kind of like, it has Stranger Thing vibes with kind of like The Force Awakens in that it's dealing with the aftermath 30 years later, or 40 years, yeah, 40 years later, more like, and I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm, it's, I don't think it'll be as comedic as the original, which is a good way to go, but I feel like it's going to be, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it. It does have the trope where the kids are kind of the heroes. Um, and also, I could see what you mean about the Stranger Things vibes, because it does have Finn Wolfhard in it, which he's kind of getting typecasted by now in the same movies. It's unfortunate. Okay. Uh, aftermath of the first movie or the second? Um, first. I think all three of them take place in the same universe, don't they? Uh, no, 2016 is like... Okay, they hint at, like, ghost paranormal stuff happening before, but this is technically an alternate, like, reality. Because, you know, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, um, Eddie, Eddie Hudson, I think that's what his name is. Zetamore. They're, like, they're there, but they are not the same characters. They are not Peter Venkman. They're not Ray. They're not Zetamore, you know? So, like... That's an alternate universe from, I guess, from my understanding, uh, after Afterlife is a continuation from the first, second movie, you know? Yes. Um, yes, they are. I do want to mention, speaking of continuation, I do want to mention the, the video game for the 360 PlayStation 3 made by Atari. Oh my gosh, guys. This game. It's good, isn't it? It is Oh, I don't say this about a lot of games. Like, it's perfect, but not perfect. 
Like its imperfections makes it perfect. Like it's a first or third person over the over the shoulder shooter. You like literally bust go. It's the best way to capture how busting ghosts feels. Like you know how when <laughs> Spider-Man for the, for the PlayStation Four came out, they're like, this captures the essence of being Spider-Man or whatever. You remember yeah. that? This uh, the Ghostbusters game by Atari captures that exact same essence for being a Ghostbuster, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a fun time all around, but regardless, in story-wise, this takes place uh, two, three years after uh, the second movie, you know? And it actually ties in to, like, the lore of the previous two, like, for example, uh, for those of you who know, in the first movie, the the building where they fought the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man, where they fought Gozer. That building was built by Evo Shandor, the architect. They mention him in that same movie, but we don't really see him at all. We only, It's only focused on Gozer, right? In the video game, the main boss, spoilers, the main boss is Evo Shandor. It's, it's just tied together. We see elements from previous movies coming back, being like replayed with, you know, and basically, the the game is like, it could be a movie in its own, you know? Like, it, it's that good to stand alone as Ghostbusters 3, in my opinion. It's basically Ghostbusters going to hell, because that's exactly where they go. Speaking of games, I do have a game for you guys. Hit me. All right, so I call it Quote Busters. That, <laughs> that is so cute. I am down. Oh, thank you. All right, so I'm going to be giving you guys some quotes from some of the Ghostbusters movies, and you need to guess which Ghostbusters said it. That. Will it be of the main four? Uh, Yes. Okay. So it won't be like the female Ghostbusters, but it will be like the mains that we're used to. Okay. Good, because I don't know the female Ghostbusters name. (laughs) Okay, I got you guys. So here's number one. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. That's Peter Venkman, Bill Murray. Ding, 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 ding. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. If you want to be specific, <laughs> that's when um, Ray, Peter, and Egon first investigate the, the library in New York to find the, um, the gray lady, the librarian. And they were interviewing mm-hmm. the librarian that was alive who saw the ghost, you know? Yeah, sorry. And Vinkman was asking some uh, touchy questions. (laughs) Yeah. So, do you happen to be menstruating? Uh, Dude, are you even a scientist? Huh? Egon? Oh, no, no, no. That wasn't a quote. I was just talking about that scene. Okay. Uh, okay. What's the next one? The next next one. one. Print is dead. Um, Ray. Is that that Ackroyd? Nope. It is Egon Sprangler, and it's actually in the scene where um, the new intern is hitting on him, and she's talking about how she really loves reading books and is trying to relate to him, and he's just like, uh, print is dead. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first movie, when yeah, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, quote number three. That's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. That's uh, Zetamore. Mm-hmm. Winston. Yep. He slimed me. 
I feel so funky. Vankman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't cross the streams. It would be bad. Egon, yeah. <laughs> we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Vankman. It's Peter. Bill Murray. <laughs> and finally, your girlfriend lives in a corner penthouse of Spook Central. Ray. Bingo. This was an awesome game. I Yeah. This like really tests my knowledge. Because we actually knew it. Yeah. <laughs> it was great because we knew the answers. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Speaking of um, Spook Central, can I just say the um, Stave Puff Marshmallow Man is like one of the most anticlimactic uh, final bosses ever like <sighs> Gozer the Destroyer takes form of you know a destructor form to destroy the entire world but the only thing is somebody else has to choose it for him so therefore Ray was like bingo stay puffed so a giant Michelin man looking uh, Pillsbury boy comes rolling up down the street just looking like his big chunky self. He looks like one of my cats. Just wrecking but, but, the place. Like, come on, dude. I think that's what made it so lovable, though, is that in a way it was like juxtaposition. Like, they chose the most innocent-looking thing to be scary. And that's what made it so classic. Yeah. And if we... um, I noticed this while re-watching it uh, yesterday. Um, they, There are scenes where they slightly hint to Stay Puff advertisement. Um, it's not in your face. There's there's like one scenes where there are signs of the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, like ads in the background. It's just subtle hints to like what's to come. And that's like great. I think that's great storytelling, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just find that amazing. And in the second Ghostbusters, I love the whole positive vibes trumps over negative vibes. You know, that's, like, what the whole second movie is about. Like, hey, just love each other, be cool, chill out. You know, that's, like, basically the message. And instead of using Stay Puff, they used the Statue of Liberty, you know? And the score, I, okay, I'm I'm continuing to geek out, I'm sorry. But the <laughs> no score for the original movies is also used in the video game. And it's just so good. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I kind of wish that the second one, they toned down the second one because they realized Ghostbusters was targeted for kids as well. Yeah. And the first movie isn't. There's a lot of adult humor in the 1984 Ghostbusters, and I feel like they toned it down for Ghostbusters 2 because they realized kids were going to get it, get into it. I think that also, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but going off of that, um, a lot of 80s movies were like that. Like, even if you go back and watch E.T., for example, there was some adult humor in there. Like, some of the kids were saying things that would never be caught dead in kids' movies nowadays. Like, dropping profanity and stuff. Watch your profanity. Um, no, I totally understand. I totally agree. I mean, in one of the final scenes, like, Sigourney Weaver and Tully, like, got possessed by Gozer's minions. Mm-hmm. One is the gatekeeper, one is the... Uh, key master and the only way for them to like release Gozer is basically them having sex 
Like, they don't yeah. show it, but it's implied. They also made a lot of succubus references. Okay. But regardless, uh, Ghostbusters as a whole, you know, even even the 2016 um, movie, they there's like a certain charm to it that's irreplaceable that cannot be found anywhere else you know it's, it's just the sarcasm the snarkiness the the whole feel like even the ghosts like they're still wacky slimer is a good example just like a fat blob eating <laughs> like he's a glutton you know who are your favorite ghostbusters oh my god joe you can take this one who is my favorite ghostbuster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you gotta say Bill Murray, because even he's like, even even once the marshmallow guy is coming after them all, he's still cracking jokes. Nobody steps on a church in my town. That is so true. He's like low-key badass. Like he's like that guy who doesn't care, but it's still willing to like continue on, but just still doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. And same, same with uh, Winston, because a job's a job to him. That is true. <laughs> the static characters in the Ghostbusters, they don't really change at all. Mm-hmm. And they don't, that's very unique in movies, because there's usually like a big, great big journey. But nope. <laughs> they all stay the same, pretty much. And I love that. In a way, it does seem that um, a lot of the focus is placed on Bill Murray's character, and I think that's what makes him so memorable because you get to see more of his personality and more scenes with him than the other Ghostbusters. I personally have not seen the second movie, but in the first movie, at least, it seems like he's kind of like the leader of the pack. Yeah, you could kind of say that. Well, the reason that is, Avalon, is that uh, even when they were all on SNL, Bill Murray was kind of the... Not necessarily like the funniest, but the the best lead, the the front talent, if you will. That's true. I see that. Yeah, definitely. Bill Murray is totally like he is his character. Like him as a person is him as the character he is playing in a role. Like like how Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Like they are one and the same. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But regardless, I, I think it's safe to say that the Ghostbusters are here to stay for a while, you know? I mean, they have also made multiple cartoons after the show. Like, they had a cartoon in 1986 to 1991 called The Real Ghostbusters, and it kind of focuses on the aftermath of the original characters and their adventures in Ghostbusting. Yeah, it's a cute little cartoon show. I remember watching some episodes. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was fun. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Rouse Dazzle. Well, make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app, Eagle Radio Station, where we are live. We'll catch you on the next one.